translate this site into your preferred language, look for our Google Translator in our homepage, diningwithjesus.net. Traduce este sitio en tu idioma preferido, busca nuestro traductor de Google en nuestra página de Inicio VA, diningwithjesus.net. Pastor Chris White says to all of you, Hello my friends. May the Lord bless you today. Hola mis amigos. Que el Señor las bendiga. The idea of worshiping the Lord in spirit and truth comes from Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well in John 4 6-30. In the conversation, the woman was discussing places of worship with Jesus, saying that the Jews worshipped at Jerusalem, while the Samaritans worshipped at Mount Gerizim. Jesus had just revealed that he knew about her many husbands, as well as the fact that the current man she lived with was not her husband. This made her uncomfortable, so she attempted to divert his attention from her personal life to matters of religion. Jesus refused to be distracted from his lesson on true worship and got to the heart of the matter, but the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. John 4:23. The overall lesson about worshiping the Lord in spirit and truth is that worship of God is not to be confined to a single geographical location or necessarily regulated by the temporary provisions of Old Testament law. With the coming of Christ, the separation between Jew and Gentile was no longer relevant nor was the centrality of the temple in worship. With the coming of Christ, all of God's children gained equal access to God through Him. Worship became a matter of the heart, not external actions, and directed by truth rather than ceremony. In Deuteronomy 6 4, Moses sets down for the Israelites how they are to love their God, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with a liar might. Our worship of God is directed by our love for Him, as we love, so worship. Because the idea of might in Hebrew indicates totality, Jesus expanded this expression to mind and strength, Mark 12:30, Luke 10:27. To worship God in spirit and truth necessarily involves loving Him with heart, soul, mind and strength. True worship must be in spirit, that is, engaging the whole heart. Unless there's a real passion for God, there is no worship in spirit. At the same time, worship must be in truth, that is, properly informed. Unless we have knowledge of the God we worship, there is no worship in truth. Both are necessary for God-honoring worship. Spirit without truth leads to a shallow, overly emotional experience that could be compared to a high. As soon as the emotion is over, when the fervor cools, the worship ends. Truth without spirit can result in a dry, passionless encounter that can easily lead to a form of joyless legalism. The best combination of both aspects of worship results in a joyous appreciation of God informed by Scripture. The more we know about God, the more we appreciate Him. The more we appreciate, the deeper our worship. The deeper our worship, the more God is glorified. This melding of spirit and truth in worship issued up well by Jonathan Edwards, the 18th century American pastor and theologian. He said, I should think myself in the way of my duty to raise the affections, emotions, of my hearers as high as possibly I can, provided that they are affected with nothing but truth. Edwards recognized that truth and only truth can properly influence the emotions in a way that brings honor to God. The truth of God, being of infinite value, is worthy of infinite passion. Thank you to God Questions Ministries. Copyright Copyright 2002-2019 God Questions Ministries. All rights reserved.